When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com with the entire gang here. As uh, we come to you live for the first time, well, not, you're not listening to us live, you're listening to us on a recorded podcast, uh, we are live recording this, uh, and it's the first time we don't have OU Basketball to preview because it's over, and to welcome in the man to dance on OU Basketball Graves, it is Josh McQuistion. Again. <laughs> you know... I think this is almost a setup because I have been now booed twice, and that's that's some mess. But yeah, I mean, guys, it it feels like I'm a value to the podcast again, and that's that's what I want, and that's what I need, and frankly, that's what the people want. You, so you I, could, I'm, I'm you glad. You could be a part of basketball talk if you wanted to. All you have to do is fucking talk. But I know I don't bring anything to it. Like I'm smart enough to know what I don't know, and I don't watch enough OU basketball to speak like anything other than a complete asshole. Like I think I talked. I I think I asked you guys questions last week, and I was like, okay, that's about as much as I can bring to the table. Like, I'll play the dummy. I don't know anything, and I'm not playing. I I, I literally, guys, I don't watch much OU basketball, and that did not used to be the case. At some point in the last three or four years, I've had to make a choice in my life, like my children or three OU basketball games a week. And they only play twice a week. Well, damn it. The tournament. They played a lot in the tournament. So, you know, whatever. But no. They don't go very far in the tournament. Yeah. Well, I mean. And one was at 1.40 in the afternoon when your kids were in school. And I watched less of that. I I literally didn't watch a minute of the Gonzaga game. Didn't watch a minute. You missed a minute. I watched. I mean, I. Couldn't get any shots to fall, and Ryan Miner had a tough time getting the shot. Erdman, man, when he's hot, though, he's a different kind of guy. Uh, Did you go to basketball games? when Eddie would have died for Nate Urban. When you were, <laughs> were you, when you were in school, did you even go to basketball games? Yeah, no, like it's it, it really is. It's the last few years has just lost me somewhere. Like I didn't fill out a bracket this year. I don't know where it's from. Like I remember it was for, like three or four years ago. I was like, I I just don't care. I used to run like my group of friends. Like I, I would hold all the brackets and I would keep the money and we'd do the whole thing. I did that every year for years, and then at just some point, I just got off the train and I don't know why. And it's made you worthless during the incident. Absolutely no. The yeah, to everybody that come like complain like. It's it's my fault. It has nothing to do with anybody else. I bring nothing to the table during basketball conversation, so I just stay the hell out of it. But you kind of bitch about it, though. You kind of complain about it. Like you don't, you can't just sit there 
and and be like, okay, I have to take my medicine. I can't talk about basketball. You kind of whine oh. a little bit. Well, guys, it's I want it to be about me. Like, what are we? I I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just be honest here. I, you, I, you do know, like I being the star. I need to ba- I need to bask in the sun, and I don't get any of it during basketball. I live in the shade. You might not always get the scoop out on time, but you like being the star. <laughs> but I, you know, I'll send a warning out if if it's not coming, you know, at all. I mean, Eddie had some pithy comment there that we didn't catch. Oh no, I, I, I said that is right on time, making it all about Josh. Then we don't have to get that scheduled out. Can I bring? So true. Can I bring like all this equipment to your house, and we'll just keep it there, and then you can really make it all about you. Yeah, I mean, like, and if there's something that will make me, you know, I don't know, better looking that way, and that way more attractive keep, through YouTube. Tiffany can keep track of like how much we really have spent. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she she's got a ledger going, buddy. It's not good. <laughs> it's it's bad. I don't think I've posted anything online lately. No, no, no. Actually, it scared me from buying anything because you're on my case. Like, when are you buying the stuff that we need to get? I'm like, I'm afraid to. And this is the problem. Carrie is caught in the middle of a you know of a relationship situation here. On one hand, he knows Tiffany doesn't want him to spend money, and on the other, he knows I'm like, dude, I need I need some things to make me more important. So it's it's a he's really stuck between a diva and a um, you know a diva a A diva. diva. Yeah, a penny pincher. You know, it's, it's a tough deal. You can only buy so much Sudafed at one time at Walgreens. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> what percentage pure is your meth? Thousand. Keeps me up for days. Um. So let's just get this out of the way because Bob's got baby duty. We're on a tight uh, schedule today. Lincoln just finished his press conference that we had to do. Uh, stories and transcriptions and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, we're a little pressed for time, but uh, let's get into hoops real quick. Uh, Josh, what you did miss, and Bob, feel free to jump in after I comment on this, you did miss a team that played their asses off uh, against the number one overall seed. Uh, and I don't want anyone to come out of this thing and say, well, Gonzaga wasn't as good as I thought they were because they're a damn fine <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> I don't know how anyone could have watched that game and you think that. <laughs> but yeah, you give a lot a lot of credit to the way the Sooners played and the game changed for sure when Austin Reeves picked up that second foul. There's only like twenty five, twenty one and even though he came back in later in the first half, you can't play with that same intensity and it definitely showed as they went down 12 at half eventually 19 in now, the second should, half before me, working it back let me stop but. you real quick i saw people fighting about it and i never went back and watched it uh do you think he took a charge or was the call correct uh there when he was near the circle I mean, th- there's all kinds of like if it, if you're gonna bitch about referees in a game you have every right to bitch about uh, all the the elbows that were being thrown that were just never recognized. Uh, like, I'm not saying it cost OU the game, but I'm just saying you have every right to bitch about the officiating in that game. I thought it was awful. Yeah, it was like when you're trying to pull off the perfect upset, you need every, every little break. And if there were any breaks, they went to Gonzaga. It didn't affect the outcome, 
but it made it so that it was just a little bit tougher of a uphill climb for OU to try to battle. The thing I always hate is, you know, when OU plays an NCAA tournament game uh, and they go up against uh, a top seed like Gonzaga, uh, it always seems like, remember the year when they played Michigan State and Vern Lund- Lundquist was just sucking off Tom Izzo the entire game? It's when it's when they went, was it when they went to the Final Four and Buddy Heald was, yeah, Buddy Heald, it was their Final Four run, and... Wasn't it? Did they play Michigan State that year, or was that the year before? No, they that that was the year before. Okay, and then they got beat. Yeah, they lost to Michigan yeah. State. Uh, but like it was just painful watching that broadcast, and I just thought, like, I guess I'm a little bit of a homer here, but I just really felt like, you know, they were just sucking off Gonzaga the entire game. I think, I think Carter Blackburn does a decent job. The other person, not so much. But yeah, it was the other person that I had the issue with. Especially when she said that's a that's a, just a basketball play. I was like, it keeps happening. He keeps he got punched in the face. He keeps flailing his elbows into people's face when he's driving to the basket. Like that's not a basketball play. They they literally that that play on on uh, Queth, the yeah, NBA would have overturned that on a, on a replay. It would have been overturned tough. into an offensive foul. Yeah, I'd like that the rule expert said that flat out. It's like, yeah, they're reviewing to see if it's a Gene Steratore or something like that. Yeah, like if it should be a flagrant on Suggs, but really they should just be changing the call because it's not a foul on Quest. So, I mean, but look, all in all, all in all, it was a good season. But I, you know, I think, and Bob, we've talked about this before. Just the the last couple weeks of the regular season. Uh, are kind of the story for me as far as what they kind of let go out of their grasp, and that ultimately had to uh, affect where they were in the NCAA tournament, and that's why they had to play Gonzaga in the first or the second round, and that's why they're already back in Oklahoma City because of a matchup that they really needed to stay away from, and I think that goes for any of the other 66 teams in the uh, tournament. They would have, you would have wanted to stay away from Gonzaga's much as possible, and they just weren't able to do that because of the way that they played in the you know final weeks of the regular season, and it cost them. And I think that's kind of the the bigger story. And then when you get into next year, and you start looking at what's coming back and what isn't. I think that there's a lot of questions to be answered there. Right, and that's really the main story of the last few weeks. That I think it's going to make the off season a lot more interesting than anyone really anticipated. You go beyond the four seniors with Quest. Brady Manick, Londis Williams, Austin, and Austin Reeves. But now you start wondering at those guys. When you falter down the stretch like that, does, some, does that get into the head of like a Victor E. Wachor who didn't play a lot of minutes in most of those games? Does Mo Gibson like the role that he played after, after making the transfer? I mean, you start wondering when things go downhill – do these people see that there's other options for them or do they stay mentally tough and, and stick it out and look forward to what 2021-22 brings? And you even start thinking about it in terms of the coaches. We all saw the excitement about Kevin Kruger being named the head coach at UNLV. And we know how much Lon loves his family, loves being around his grandkids. Does that accelerate the process of him maybe retiring? I don't know if he, you know right now. But does that accelerate things? Because now he knows that Kevin is in a firm position and he could go to Vegas and chill with his family now. 
and also like i i do think that i mean that's interesting and that you you say that and i'm thinking also about his shoes and uh you know seeing that lou hill passed away this year like could that be weighing on him like you know it's just and i know there's some talk isn't there about uh uh coach carlin maybe uh, in some openings like could he replace lou hill yeah, that's definitely a possibility. There's been rumblings about that, and you you go back to you know Lon. I, physically, I don't think the season took anything out out of him. He's in great shape, and he, he seemed like a, I mean, like you saw, like you saw Eddie tweeted this out one time. I mean, you saw the mask throw. I mean, this year, like you never see that stuff. Like I saw a lot of fire out of Lon this year. Right, I don't I think I've seen mentally. Before. Mentally, what did this year take out of them? Yeah. What was it tough to keep everyone positive? To you know, their attitude, not COVID positive, their attitude positive, going throughout the, this whole thing and the stop and starting, the canceling of games, the losing of players. Is is that something that accelerates your retirement curve too? It's like I don't know how much longer I want to be doing this. You know, if, he was a great ambassador for what this team needed this season because the way he approached COVID. Is how the team was able to roll with all the punches. But I sort of wonder, you know, did this year really take something out of him mentally? Guys, I think the one thing also just about the tournament kind of wrapping things up, um, I don't know if surprising is the right word, but there was definitely something with all the teams in the Big 12 where they had, you know, fight to start out with. Uh, and then they all kind of lost in the same way, which is, they were out of character a little bit. They didn't shoot the ball well, uh, and they just didn't seem to have any any push left. Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Texas Tech. I mean, Oklahoma, of course, lost just because they were playing the best team in the tournament, probably. I mean, it's just it was weird to see the Big 12 kind of all go down the same way like that. Well, Eddie, it all started with a gateway gesture. Yeah, I know. And people fucking forgot about it. I mean, it's just like it never even happened. Ever since Texas got beat by Abilene Christian and the Abilene Christian guy who got beat in the second round, by the way, that should be noted as well. Nothing's been good. He basically got just demolished by UCLA. Like it was never even it, close. Well, and I, I think it's going to ultimately end up in, we're talking about coaching changes. I mean, it's ultimately going to end up probably costing Shaka Smart his job, which after it happened on Saturday night, I kind of never even thought about. But the more and more that comes out of Austin, it does not sound good for Shaka Smart. They you realize that he had more. Firing coaches he only has, he, they, they, have, they have not won a tournament game under Shaka Smart. That's insane yep. to me. It's pretty crazy. I mean, considering all the talent that he's had. Sure. There could be a lot of turnover as far as college basketball goes. I mean, I know that we're paying attention, uh, you know, specifically with Oklahoma, but the transfer portal and just kind of the way that things are going to, uh, and we can just kind of lead into the Chandler Morris stuff, but, I mean, we thought it affected football. The The basketball transfer portal is, it's it's already insane, and it's going to be insane as far as, turnover with uh with roster space i mean texas is about to lose seven of their 11 guys on their roster that's insane to me well and think of all the schools and the programs you know once they lose coaches i mean most of the players that are worth a damn are probably getting the transfer portal 
I mean, that would be the scary thing about law. And if he just did decide that we're not reporting like anything's going on, we're just saying if something happened, he decided that's what he wanted to do. Like you can count on all those seniors just moving on. And like you said, Mo Gibson, a walk or, I mean, how many of those guys would stay stick around? I mean, that'd be yeah. tough. Well, and I mean, Bob, I, I would think the program as a whole is ready to hand over the reins of the of the entire franchise to Devion Harmon. I wouldn't think that he's a guy like he's the probably the most important guy I would think going into this offseason that you want to retain. And that's not to say that he's he's outside looking for places either. Right. You want Harmon to take hold of everything, and then he's probably going to do his best to make sure the key pieces around him stay. You need Elijah Harkless to come back. You need Ewoker, need Jalen Hill, and you just need those guys to take that next step. I mean, that's cliche to say, but it's true. It's like they were a little bit better, but now they got to be even a little bit more better than what they were throughout the course of this season. And then you hope that Trey Fitz develops and Rick Asanda develops in the, in the post. You bring Bijan Cortez, CJ Nolan in as your signees. And then you just hope that you can find some answers in the portal, in the post. And that's going to be really hard because OU is not like a elite school for these portal choices. You know, if you need an elite big, they're going to be picking Gonzaga, Kentucky, kind of like Walker Kessler at Carolina leaving. You know the Sooners don't stand a chance there. So you're going to have to find that under-the-radar, diamond-in-the-rough transfer that can still make an immediate impact. That that sounds like it might be pretty tough to do. All right, that's it. That does it, Josh. That's it. That's For that. 2021, the 2020-21 season, is an officially wrapped up season. No more extended hoops talk on the box. Josh is probably not even there. I mean, no. Josh, I, are you I'm cheering? Here. Is that cheering in the background? Yes. Uh, yeah, we we've got a band ready to strike up. Hang on, just a second. They're gonna go. Uh, I think no, I, think I, I was board for the women's and men's coaches because it sounds like they both have openings. Eddie, I, I've left you in charge of the women's board. Now, you, only, you uh, just keep sending me the I same candidate it. over and over again. But uh, <laughs> I but. submitted it, and somehow I got a f***ing restraining order out of the deal. What, is she uh, married no, to Reddit I was busy CFB? with my mic. My mic was away from my mouth. That was the entire focus. I was trying not to breathe in the mic. Did you get my joke, Jed, Eddie? Yeah, I said they don't want it. That's why they unblocked me like 15 minutes after I started uh, landing. Uh, what is the uh, what's the word when they they like drop bombs from satellites over in like Afghanistan and Iraq? That's what I did to Reddit, and they quickly relented and unblocked me. I was just, I mean, for for an account that has 200,000 followers, that was just I'd never seen anything like that. Like that's yeah, something. Soft. That's something a guy uh, that you know runs a plumbing company, uh, you know, does. He he locks his account uh, after he does something stupid, and he doesn't want you know, like that's what they did basically. They, I mean, they might as well have just locked their account. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's soft. I I have a feeling those people live in California. And if you no don't, offense to people who live if, in California. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, 
Reddit CFB is a Twitter account, and they take a lot of shots at Oklahoma for losing in the college football playoffs. It's like a running joke like of theirs. An unnecessary, an amount that I think is funny, and then there's like a, man, you've said that like 12 times. Yeah, it's like be original at least. Um, yeah. Come up with something new. Uh, but, so Eddie said, he, he quote tweeted him and, and talked about how, you know, it's you know, Lincoln lives, Lincoln Riley lives rent-free in, in your brain. Uh, and then OU lost in the instantly basketball tournament, and then they quote tweeted Eddie back. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. It was something that wasn't really that witty. Uh, but they also they quote tweeted him, and then they blocked him at the same time, which like is the weakest move possible, especially from a an official account. Like we would never. With the Sooner Scoop account, we would never block like an, we would never quote tweet an OSU fan and then block them. We just would never do that. And they got called out for it, and they immediately they were like, I I said something like, God, we were really looking forward to this getting fun, and you guys ruined it. And they're like, Okay, well he can be back now. And I was like, The damage is done. I mean, like there's nothing there's nothing to do now. Like. You ruined it. You ruined something that could have been great. Well, the war's not over. I mean, I... (laughs) Worst thing they could have ever done. No, I told him. I said, this is exactly what he's going to do. He's just going to keep tweeting and retweeting the picture of your quote tweet and then the picture of him being blocked. Like, that's going to live forever. Felt good to get back in the mud. It had been a second since I had gotten into a uh, Twitter dispute, so... It felt good. Moving Sometimes on. Sometimes you got to return to home base. You, you got yeah, to get back to where you're comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we did speak to Lincoln Riley this morning. Um, and obviously, after Gary Patterson came out and said that Oklahoma was blocking his transfer to TCU, Lincoln was going to be asked about it today. I know I saw people on the board like, are we really asking Lincoln about it? Yes. Everybody wanted to yes. hear Lincoln Riley address why he was blocking Chandler Morris. Uh, and, and I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I said this from the very beginning, it's a bad look. And even I've seen, I haven't seen a lot because we've been so busy since the thing was over. I did see Andy Staples quote tweet Jason Kersey. And I would imagine every national, uh, not just college football writer, but just sports writer, is probably piling on Lincoln Riley right now. Yes. Yeah, they are. As they are. Who retweeted Jason's tweet. It's yes. <laughs> they are. Uh, two things. My just just natural reaction to it. One, I agree. It, it's a bad look. I think that it's the ultimate irony that Oklahoma is all of a sudden the authoritarian on transfer issues. I get it. There's a rule in place for a reason. The other side of it, though, I feel like this stems like I feel like Lincoln Riley knows he's going to be working an uphill battle on this. I feel like there are inner workings as far as this is more about how the transfer went down, not about where the final destination became. Am I completely wrong about that? I could see that, Eddie, just because he's well, he's a smart enough guy to read the room, and he knows this is a battle you're not going to win. This is this is just there's there's no way you come out ahead on this. 
He was asked about it in his first press conference after the bowl game. Uh, and he was pretty clear, like, he was not happy. Uh, he didn't He didn't like the way things ended with Morris transferring out. And so at the very beginning, and I'd been told by somebody, like, yeah, Lincoln's still not happy about this thing. Just like, just the other day. So, like, something, yeah, definitely something happened that made him question it, how this all went down. And the, the fact that he's is, blocking it. The question is if he it, thought of it was tampering. Yes. Yeah, if he thought it was tampering, but if Morris went to an SEC school, would he still have granted the full release? He is says he would it's have. tampering and it's in the Big 12. He, I mean, his answer basically sort of said his, his problem with this is that it's an interconference transfer. I think that the way he answered it today, if something like this comes up again, Bob, he's got no out. He's painted himself that the only way he can stop it is if it's – or if, if that he won't sign off is if it's in conference. So no matter how he feels about the hypothetical you presented, he pretty much has nixed that as a possibility. Well, cause that's what I thought Eddie was saying. It's more about the tampering. Yeah, that's what, yeah. About what I think it is. Oh, I, I, no, I, I so think there's something to what, that. I really yeah. do. It makes sense. Oh, I absolutely think that Lincoln Riley knows that. I mean, the, the Big 12, the conference as a whole is going to go back and change the rule. They're going to allow uh, Chandler Morris to be eligible. Maybe it, not during the spring, right. but I guarantee you by August, Chandler Morris is either granted his waiver by OU or, you know, let out of uh, – whatever you want to call it, or the Big 12 is going to go back and basically say, yeah, we don't care. I, I don't think it has anything to do with, and I, I guess it kind of goes against what Lincoln Riley's saying, but like I think that they're pissed off about the tampering, how it went down, how he ended up in Fort Worth, not the fact that he ended up in Fort Worth. And I think that's where, when you go back to look at what Lincoln talked about way back when, when he comment, commented on it the first time, I think in mid-January, or was it February after the uh, the second signing day, that's why he spent so much time talking about tampering and saying that it was, uh, you know, basically detrimental to the sport of college football. Because if we know anything about Lincoln, it's the fact that, I, you know, he loves the game of football. And I think that the, uh, you know, the I, amateurism, pageantry, whatever you want to call it, is very important. I guess integrity to the sport yeah, integrity. Uh, is something that he holds very closely to his heart. Well, and the thing about it is, it's not like Chandler Morris was a guy that just always sat on the bench and never saw the... Remember, he scored that first touchdown in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. Or was, mm-hmm. that, the, was that the bowl game? They were at the same place. No, so I get it was confused. against Iowa State. Yeah, and I was, uh, against Iowa State, he ran in the... T- like. Rattler did the thing where he limped off the field like it was hurt, uh, and then it seemed all discombobulated, uh, and all of a sudden Chandler Morris is darting into the end zone and nobody can catch up with him. So, I mean, they were finding ways to use him, and you had to think that you know he was going to continue to use him going forward. Like we said, national media is going to come after Lincoln. And here's the other thing. you know, The Baker Mayfield thing, I think people are going to get this messed up Baker Mayfield they are. could not play right away, and they got something changed with the Big 12, but what they got changed was they got it to where he didn't have a year taken away from him for the transfer, because it used to be you lost a year of eligibility and you couldn't play the next year, so it was a double whammy for transferring in conference. 
They just changed it to you don't lose a year of eligibility. You can still use a redshirt year while you transfer, which Chandler Morris would be able to do next year. You know, when you hear Lincoln's answer, does he need to say what the downside is? Because he's mentioned that the coaching world sees the negatives. Does he actually need to explicitly start saying what that is instead of everyone trying to read between the lines? I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things like we we put a message in OU's information here and said, hey, if Lincoln could address this before it even starts, uh, it would save us from having to waste a question in a 15-minute press conference. Um, and Lincoln didn't want to do that. So he basically saying, I don't feel comfortable bringing this up myself. Someone else is going to have to do it. So he's very sensitive, I think, toward you know just talking about this stuff publicly. All right, uh, it is getting warmer. Uh, some people have grass growing. Some people are starting to mow lawns. I mean, people are out hitting the golf course, uh, at least when it's not raining around here in Oklahoma. Uh, but, hey, some people are getting their second vaccine shots and ready to get out in the world, uh, just like me. And uh, you know what's been great this last week is uh, just putting on the old dead soxies and heading on out and uh, knowing that uh, my feet feel comfortable and, uh, you know, we get to a point where we start having these uh, secret society vaccine parts. I don't know about you, Eddie, but I have friends uh, that are encouraging all of their friends to get vaccinated so they can all start hanging out together uh, and uh, everybody can feel good about it. And uh, I, do you have any friends that are doing that? I'd feel better about it if they not only had the vaccine, but they were wearing dead socksy socks at the time of uh, the uh, underground well, that's what party. I'm saying. Yeah, if you go, you, you're going to be going to all these, I'm not saying they're swinger parties. I'm just saying they're parties. Uh, but you want to look nice. So go to dead socks. Local meteorologist if it's a swinger party. Go to deadsoxy.com, uh, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y dot com and uh go get you some no-show socks uh, especially for the warmer weather coming uh you put the shorts on you wear the nice shoes nobody sees your socks or get the boardroom if you're going to go out and you're going to be active uh those things will not fall down uh they will cling to your uh your calves even if you've got a calf tat like josh mcquistian uh you'll be just fine not having those socks fall down and uh eddie uh, the the fit of these things, the comfort, it's just, they're fantastic. Yeah, and it's perfect with Easter coming up. It, it Ooh, would be a perfect yeah. Easter basket stuffer if uh, if you're into that kind of thing. And I know that there's probably a lot of people that are. So, and I mean, you can literally put it in a basket Easter morning, you wake up, you get the socks, then you go play golf in the afternoon after church. You know what? I bet they even have Sister Jean color waves if you wanted them, which I know Eddie's a big fan of. So yeah. go to Dead I'm Socks. Sure they wear the, uh, the, the pull-up socks because of the uh, silicone beads that don't let them slip. Doesn't have to all bend that, over. Have somebody sit down with her and do them. All that walking that she apparently does now. Yeah, apparently. Uh, by the way, go use the promo code BOOMER uh, for 30% off your entire order. Uh, that promo code is Boomer. Uh, go to deadsoxy.com. Take advantage of these great socks that we're always telling you about and help support the uh, Sooner Scoop podcast. Uh, that's deadsoxy.com. And remember, as always, stay soxy. Overall today, there was a little bit of talk about position. Uh, Lincoln was asked about you know replacing Creed Humphrey, which I thought was an important question to ask today. I thought 
you know, he, he talked about four guys were competing. Uh, you know, Chris Murray was the first name he brought up. Uh, Ian, Ian McIver that's been there that was the backup to Creed Humphrey. Um, he mentioned uh, the, uh, I can't remember the kid's name. Conjol. Uh, Robert Conjol. Conjol. Transfer from uh, Arizona. Uh, and then um, uh, no, uh, Nate Anderson, the, the kid from Frisco, uh, as the four guys that are playing center. And just kind of it was annoying is like he will not talk about, you know, whether Wanye Morris is left tackle, right tackle. Uh, you know, he did bring up Anton Harrison. Uh, and, you know, it, he brought up Stacey Wilkins kind of, you know, as one of the main tackles uh, that's out there working. So that was kind of interesting. And then he brought up Eric Swenson and um, uh, Tyrese Robinson as flex guys that could play tackle or guard. So that, I mean, that's the first kind of working out that we've had of how the offensive line might change or shift or whatever with the loss of Creed Humphrey. I thought that was kind of interesting. It's interesting to the point, to a point, but I mean, it's the second practice of the spring. I, I guess I'd be more interested in that conversation, you know, week three when you're getting ready yes. to go into a spring game or something like that. I mean, I, I was very pleased with Jeremiah Hall's answer to a question today about who has been impressing. He's like, man, we haven't even put pads on. I don't know. Yeah, that was a tough one for me. Who is impressing the most among the 10 mid-year enrollees when none of them are in his room? So I thought Jeremiah handled, handled that well. Well, and I mean, outside of that, guys, um, what kind of stood out to you most about what Lincoln said today? Eddie, start with you. Uh, I mean, outside of the Morris stuff, I, I guess in a way, just kind of the development of, uh, you know, I, we knew that Marvin Mims is good. It was good. To, I think a lot of people on the board to finally be able to hear it and say that they should have played him more a year ago. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how many people lose sleep over that, uh, but there probably are some that do. Uh, Trajan Bridges is kind of interesting just as far as kind of what he's going into. It's crazy to me to think that, uh, you know, it's a situation that uh, Spencer Rattler's never been through a spring football session at Oklahoma. I don't know how the hell that has happened. I, I think that, you know, as much focus as we've given to some of the uh, – early enrollee guys, I think just getting back out on the field and being able to go through a spring ball is going to be important for a lot of these guys. That was a bizarre okay, kind Harry, of Eddie's, reminder. Eddie's doing it again. He's taking all the points. <laughs> Sorry, I'm too much of a professional, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> does he do this to you on the radio? Like, does he, does he ask a question <laughs> and answer it before he throws it to you? No, I just I just make him agree, and then we just move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's another guy. No, go know. ahead. Go ahead. No, well, let, let yeah, me throw this. Well, I'll throw just... something your way. Uh, I mean, just in right. in terms of uh, you asked him about you know not having the game on Friday night, uh, and I think a lot of fans love that. Uh, but without the recruiting element, there's really. I guess they just feel like there's not a reason, or maybe they wanted to leave something open if they wanted to do a concert, uh, and and that would be easier to do on a Saturday. But I, you know, the thing I think about Bobby's, you know, he talked about having fans in the stands uh, in reduced capacity, but really, for the most part, the number of people that show up for a spring game is about like a reduced capacity, you know, regular season game. 
which is about twenty five thousand. If yeah, you, you wonder if, if that would change if, if they opened it up just a bit here a month from now. If people would be so excited about just the prospect of being able to see a one one hour scrimmage would would be enough to really get those numbers high. And I, I tried to ask that question. I tried, but Lincoln never really answered why it wasn't Friday night. He just said we should just be grateful that it's happening and that that's sort of the attitude that the administration has had is that, you know, maybe it won't have the bells and whistles of the last couple of years, but at least it's going down. At least it's actually going to occur this year. And, you know, because he, he didn't mention really about why it couldn't be Friday. I love the Friday night thing. I get, I guess traffic was a nightmare for a lot of people trying to come, uh, come in. But I thought fr- that Friday night would be the way to go from, from now on, and it, you know, it just doesn't sound like that will really be in the cards. I think they still want to stick it with Saturday. Well, and this becomes the problem for the spring game every year. Uh, as we get closer and closer, we hear this guy's not practicing or this guy's you know, been hurt. or uh, And then you also know they're not going to play Kennedy Brooks. They're not going to risk getting him hurt. They're not going to play Austin Stogner after what he went through last year. Uh, they're probably not going to play Marvin Mims. Uh, they'll play Spencer Rattler long enough to you know get him some reps. But essentially, the amount that they do play and the people that will play, it's only for a little bit. It's only for a few series, and then it just turns into basically a scout team practice. And that happens like as soon as it happens, it that thing is unwatchable. I mean that they, the unwatchability turns on a dime in the spring game. I would honestly rather just watch like five practices for thirty minutes than watch an entire spring game. I would too. Oh, for sure. The problem is the scrimmages yeah, me, are probably give me 10 better. Minutes of practice and no no spring game. The scrimmages are probably better than watching the spring games. Oh, one thousand percent. Although we can't be sure because we never get to see any of that shit. I just remember from back in the day, my memories are hazy. It's been so long. Just me and my notepad. (laughs) God, I wonder what Kurt Smith is up to now. Probably something good, you know. Do you think he's like following you around uh, and telling people that he's you and doing bad things like <laughs> getting parking tickets. and he, he still looks for Bob like he's getting in the tequila industry somehow <laughs> and has wrangled it into Josh McQuestion is trying to horn in on it. Yes. Uh, we're not even going to explain this joke. It's long standing. It's for, it's for you long timers. <laughs> it's like Long haulers. It's for long long haulers for scoopers. If you don't get Scoop it, go back haulers. to the very first unofficial 40 and start and move forward. <laughs> Until you, it's Until you find it. Uh, Josh, I know, you know, Bob, you got to get get out of here. We'll let you uh, take off because you got pearl duty. Uh, and uh, unless there's anything else you want to drop before you get out of here about today that stood out no you know we've 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 got the story on riley and morris up and i'll, I'll get to it here uh later this afternoon trying to go over the best of the rest of what riley talked about because uh, you know obviously that 
Morris was the key point, but there's a lot of things that OU fans will care about if they didn't care at all about what was going a on. A lot of Morris. nuts and bolts stuff more than usual today, which I think is a lot of people are going to appreciate. So that'll be good. Correct. And by the way, Bob, uh, I just want to publicly say what a great job you've done over the last couple of weeks with the, all the Big 12 tournament, the NCAA tournament, football starting. Uh, you've just been killing it on the website uh, and uh, very proud of the work that you've been doing and, and just wanted to give you some public kudos, man. Uh, I appreciate it, and we will keep it going. I kind of feel re-energized with spring football being here again, too. Yeah, it's going to be It really is cool. nice, isn't it, Bob? Football, it's nice. It's great. <laughs> Josh, okay, Bob, we'll let you go. Uh, <laughs> and we'll bring in the star of the unofficial 40, uh, Josh McQuestion. When you guys start talking, do you hear camera, like shutters, just closing around you, or is that just me? No, it's just me? It's okay, just you, fine. yeah. All right, well, you know, that's... It's what it's like being this popular, I guess. <laughs> you just have paparazzi that are there. Yeah, yeah, here in my in little Houston. office. Yeah. I mean, they, they now that they're not shooting James anymore, they got to find somewhere to shoot So here in Houston. So I'm as good as any. Every time I see a weather map, uh, like down there when it was raining, I saw the weather map, and now it just plagues me because I'm just like, I, the first thing my eye is drawn to is woodlands. Because I just think, okay, once I get there, I'm halfway to Josh's house from Oklahoma. <laughs> it is, it's truly disheartening to be like, okay, I'm in the greater Houston area and be like, I still have an hour to go at least, you know, like. Yeah, like that's... all of this shit opens up and like you're finally seeing a city and you see like, uh, uh, oh, that place that I like was at Guadalajara uh, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, is right there yeah. in the woodlands. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just know, like, okay, now you're two hours from Josh's house, and it's going to seem like it's about five. And the you're first drive time my all friends the way came down, Houston. they call us. And they're like, "Hey, we're in Houston. We're almost there." And we're like, "Where are you at?" And they're like, "We're in Conroe." And I'm like, "You are miles. <laughs> you, you've got an hour and a half at least." They're like, are you kidding? We're going to stop and have dinner. I'm like, "Eat, man. It's fine. I get it. Don't don't go to that." Pea water hot dog place. That pea water hot dog place. Was that nasty the hot dog place? Coney. Place. James Coney Island. Oh, James Coney Island. Yeah, that place is awful. I I don't mind it. I don't mind it at you've all. You've gotten you've gotten soft, is what I think has happened. I, I'm not into your Coney Island. That the Coney Islander is not my thing. That, that's that's just not my speed. Eddie, attack him. I can, I will vouch for it. it it is unbelievable, and I go every time that I'm in Tulsa. I, you know, I went once upon a time with Eddie. I think that was the only time I've been there, and I was like, I mean, like it's not bad, but, but James something Coney I have Island to have is now. crap. I mean, it's crap. It's, it's bad. I, I don't. I think it's going out of business. I, I like. I, I mean, don't, I, I won't say that I haven't been there, but I bet the entire time I've lived in Houston, I've been there five times, maybe. I mean, like it's it's not. It is a, amazing. It's not a big deal to me. How much we all hate the food that each of us likes. I mean, <laughs> you hate my cheap Mexican, both El Phoenix uh. and Taco Tico. I think we just I, have no, a. I've never uh, had Taco Tico. I think we Taco just have like an Oklahoma City taste, about. as opposed to maybe a little bit of a uh, uh, maybe lesser Duncan 
taste bud. Yeah, this. But I mean, they had El Phoenix in Crossroads when I was growing up. There's your problem to begin with. If it was in Crossroads, the only time that I've been on, yeah, see, that's the problem. Is you were elitist, you know, uh, Northwest Oklahoma City people. Mm Hmm. Those of us from Duncan, we'd have to come up and go to Crossroads. Yeah, yeah, Crossroads. I, I mean, was, like a, was, like a lot of things. You on the just rise. a little bit finer, finer taste north of uh, Expressway. I grew up on, you know, uh, oh, what was the uh, Nino's? Nino's was my jam on Expressway as a kid. I Raising mean, we, the flag. Was, oh yeah, that, that was a must. That was. Ironically, that would be went, the last time that you raised a flag and didn't take a knee when they were raised, right? <laughs> Now, did you guys were, I mean, I don't even know, Eddie, if you were old. I mean, surely you were old enough, but like when Crystals was still around. Oh, are you kidding me? Were you guys Crystals fans? Oh, yeah. I love Crystals. There's three three things that I'm looking to bring back in Oklahoma City if I'm elected governor and or mayor. One, Varsity Sports Grill. Two, Crystals. Three, probably the uh, location of City Bites that I just found that closed on uh, a couple weeks ago. Those are the top three. Mm. Varsity's probably number one, though. Wow, that's a good one. The, the Vista would have to be mine the, the, in Norman if I'm going to have to place that I've got to bring back. Like, I, I spent a lot of OU post games at the Vista through the years. And uh, guess Vista what? That awesome place. It never changed. That was the problem. They still had the so, giant televisions that were the old tube style. How did they do that? Like, I mean, you you I sort of have to give they, it up to them. Like, how were they mounted so well? I think that's no, they weren't mounted. They were they had wheels on them. They were on the floor. <laughs> there was no mounting I guess those I'd things. Forgotten that. I mean, the <laughs> problem with the Vista was the, the building cracked and like oh yeah, and they had to shut it, like it down. And they they were just like, okay, well, we're going out of business then. The Vista was like my freshman year was like one of the first places that I knew of uh like restaurant wise that had the sunday nfl ticket yeah that's true that's where everybody flocked there for that no doubt it was awesome so anyway josh uh recruiting we've had the under armor camp rival stuff is coming up uh you uh kind of put up the uh there are actual ou commitments uh and signees that are playing football right now uh you have some plans to kind of get out and see uh you know some some names that people are familiar with kind of just give us a little uh taste of of where things are with recruiting right now and and some of the the big headlines yeah i mean you know and we're entering that time of year which last year we didn't really get this but recruiting don't get me wrong you know we always talk about it it's it's one of those things you're doing it daily. You know, OU's making new evaluations, new offers. They're going over tape. They're having meetings about where they are with numbers, with all. I mean, those, those things are all still happening. There's no question about it. But with spring practice now happening and the fact that OU didn't have it last year, there is absolutely a hyper focus on that side of what they're doing. And that's why you're not seeing, you know, as many new offers going out. And you're not seeing some of the stuff. But you are starting to see more and more of these, you know, uh, the the stories of official visits popping up. Uh, There is a report out that Javante Barnes is going to take an official visit on June 12th. Now, as I reported last Friday after the scoop came out, 
there's some talk that it may get moved to June 19th. There's a because like we've talked about on the pod, OU, A&M, and Texas are all supposed to have big events on June 12th. I I don't know why you would do that because A&M and Texas they just have the built-in advantage of all those in-state kids that want to you know they want to go to UT they want to go to A&M. Why fight them? Let them fight amongst themselves. Let them have to split it up. And people say, well, you may lose a commitment. If, if a kid's going to commit and then not take that trip, he wasn't coming to your school anyway. Just let him go. And that way, on June 19th, you kind of have an idea. Okay, we legitimately have a chance. This kid's going to give us an opportunity. We'll see what's what. So I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense if they do make that move. Um, I, I reported last week that I thought it was definitely going to happen. Talking to some more people, I think it's still being discussed. But the, it's absolutely a possibility that June 19th will kind of be more of the focus maybe than June 12th. So we'll see what happens. But like a guy with Javante Barnes, if he can't come on the 19th, there's no reason not to bring him in on the 12th. I mean, if that's when he can make it, that's when he can make it. And as we've discussed for years, Oklahoma likes to have their running back stuff done by the summer. I mean, that that's really um, – that's been a hang-up for them on a couple of running backs through the years. Last year was obviously unique. And they like to but lose in general, them in they December. Be done. Yeah. <laughs> If I write one more story involving a running back, it would be like, well, when's he going to commit to Alabama? Like, <laughs> damn it. I, I I, mean, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. Like, it's a fine joke. It worked the first 47 times I heard it. Maybe let's now let, let's see what happens here. Look, why don't you live with 10 more years of where's Bob Stoops part three, which was actually part five, damn it. And then we now, how did that how did that get mistaken? How did they cross those numbers up? Is there, like, some good story of... Like, I think they don't think, like, who in their right mind would promise a part five in off of one interview? <laughs> I would. So they just have, yeah. to, they have to think, like, well, it had to have been, like, the third part that he didn't deliver on. No, I didn't deliver on the fifth part. Because I was going to write the fifth part because I thought I had some more, and then when I went back and looked at it, I didn't have any more. The... Well, I mean, if you'd have just notified the board, I guess you wouldn't have that problem, Kerry. I, th- I did. I said, you know? there's not going to be a part five. <laughs> uh, the only only comparable story I have for that in recruiting is Keith Nickel. I did the Keith Nickel commitment interview, and I was like, oh, my God. I have literally three or four pages of just transcri- transcribed quotes. And I was like, well, all right. I think I ended up doing three stories basically out of a commitment interview. Yeah, those are good. Um, by the way, Josh, would you say that Tiffany? I, I, and I don't know if you or Eddie are closer to this. Which one of you are closer to have have having been really um, fans of Boy Meets World? That I, I want to. Is that I'm a bad to, thing? No, no, no! I'm just asking. I'm, I, no, I'm curious. That's definitely like, more. That's one, definitely more Eddie's. Is that age. more in your age range, Eddie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you this: I like Mr. Feeney a lot more than Sister Jean. <laughs> she makes it all about herself, and she's a fraud. <laughs> uh, Sister Jean's a fraud. Well, oh, that yeah. prayer was questionable. I thought your mom told you to stop ripping she on did, Sister but Jean. I, I found out this morning, Cameron Kretzwig uh, told a story on a uh, Chicago uh, Barstool podcast about Sister Jean getting out of her wheelchair and walking around in 2018. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. no. She's been Stevie Wondered. Well, don't get me started on Stevie Wonder. 
Well, see, and here's the reason I asked you, you can't Josh. Can't be blind and then list photography as one of your favorite activities, okay? <laughs> Here is why I was asking you, Josh, is because to me, Tiffany has some definite Topanga qualities. She kind of okay. I mean, like they they kind of they they don't look alike, but mm -hmm. they, they you know they're short women. Mm-hmm. 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 And I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay. But, she no, so I, I was wondering, like, if you had a Topanga. But, like, the whole, I don't, I'm sure you guys know about the whole Cinnamon Toast Crunch thing, right? Yeah, that's weird. With the shrimp tail deals? Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of got it explained to me today. I, 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 it's one of those things, like, I had seen it, but I hadn't really bothered to look into it. And then it, it was being explained to me this morning. And I was like, well, okay, that's. That's super gross, but other than that, it seems fine. I'm just surprised that people are, um, they, they're a little bit, uh, they're questioning this dude. Like, it, it, like, he made this up for, like, clout? Like, if I he think did... at the end of the day, I have to be completely honest, I just don't care. I haven't eaten cereal since 2007. I'm not a big cereal, cereal guy anymore, but when I do... Eat cereal. It's definitely Lucky Charms. At oh, my advantage, Terry, you you can come over and have breakfast with the McQuistian girls anytime you want. They they dig on some Lucky Charms, sir. Uh, I I'm I'm definitely a Fruity Pebbles or Captain Crunch guy if I'm going to have cereal, but that's pretty rare. I don't I don't get into much cereal. Hmm. Um. What what got us started? Oh, you know. Guys, do you watch stuff like that? Like, having a journalism background, are you ever of the mind, like, I should be running a PR department at some ma major company? Like, it is insane to me the way General Mills has handled that. Yeah, it's crazy. And I see it all the time. I'm like, you guys, just, like, roll into it, own it a little bit, apologize for it, and move forward. Like, P they always like want to go to doing war this, about it. You're doing this with a man who clearly has the means... To call you out on your bullshit. Like he, so they basically said, no, that wasn't us. And so he's like, okay, well, I'll take this to a food lab. And like, then he's taking pictures of himself putting the cinnamon toast crunch in a seatbelt in his car so he can take it to the food lab and have it analyzed. <laughs> uh, I have missed some of this. That's amazing. Uh, and apparently just, there's rat poop blood. and dental floss involved. Uh, and now there's like people that worked at General Mills saying uh, if that happened, like that was generally a worker that sabotaged a batch. Like they know how it, how it would all go down. It was like that's someone that purposely sabotaged a batch. It's a, it's a disgruntled worker. Spring practices continue. Uh, we'll have lots of content uh, coming as well. We We don't. We haven't been told if we're going to be able to go out and shoot. I would su be surprised if that happens. Uh, although Mike Gundy lets people come and shoot and interview in person. Like, Mike Gundy is literally holding press conferences again. It's good to see. It's probably because he doesn't really truly have an AD and he can do whatever he wants. And I told somebody <laughs> this the other day. They're like, like, don't you like just sitting at home and not having to go, you know, places all the time to to do stuff and like take up your whole day and i'm like no i love going to practice i mean 
I love going and talking to people in person. I hate Zooms, but I like the routine of it because the only routine we have now is work from home, work from home, and then drink or do weed or whatever you do at night to survive this hell. Here, here is a question that, you know, and just kind of, I guess, backtracking a little bit to uh, Monday when talking to Alex Grinch. And it was something, Carrie, that you brought up today with Jeremiah Hall, just as far as like, it is night and day different defensively what this group is doing. I'm, I am, when you talk about being excited to get out there and see things and even go to a spring game, I am excited to see that group work. You know, I would have asked Lincoln Riley about this today. Um, this would have been my question. And what happens is, you know, he does 15 minutes. So one outlet basically gets a question and I let Bob take our question. Uh, but what I wanted to ask him, because, you know, people forget uh, Nick Benito actually didn't even dress out. And, and when he was a freshman, all he did was worked out like an offseason workout program. He was they they made up like this developmental program. And he's such a good player now. Like they were just like, look, you're not ready to play as a freshman. So let's just keep you in the weight room. Let's keep you, you know, eating all the time. Let's build you up. Uh, and then as a redshirt freshman, you'll have a better chance of playing. And, you know, it was the Baylor game where he had the interception at the end of the game. It was the first time you're like, okay, Nick Benito looks like he's going to be a player. And that was the game that they got behind with Jalen Hurts and came back and won. And then last year, he burst on the scene as one of the best pass rushers in all of college football, uh, even though he didn't make all Big 12 first-team defense. And... Uh, but you forget that he spent that year just being like a practice squad player, basically. And the same thing has happened to Marcus Hicks. They put him through that same program, but then he, he tears his Achilles, right? That's what it was? Uh, yes. Achilles. Um, fuck. Uh, so, you know, he we didn't get to see that development, but I actually mentioned Marcus Hicks as one of those guys, and it seemed like Jeremiah Hall had been kind of impressed with what he's seen from him so far. So I'm interesting yeah, to see how that I mean, plays out. I, I think that there's a lot of those guys, and particularly when you hear Alex Grinch talk about what they have in the secondary and the type of way that he was talking about guys like Billy Bowman and Jordan Mukes, uh, Latrell McCutcheon, like it's night and day different than the group that Alex Grinch, like I might have to go back and look at one of those first interviews that we did with Alex as far as, like when remember when he basically was like, yeah, this entire safety position is fucking terrible. Isn't paraphrasing. That's basically what he said. It's like now they they got some guys like they're finally getting to the point where they can uh, kind of see the fruits of the labor that they put in as far as uh, the recruiting trail. Yeah, it got it got really tiring having to ask him or for him to to answer questions about the depth and safety when it was clear he was playing Pat Fields and Delarian Turner-Gale every play of the game. Sure. Like, if he I mean, had depth, look, he would play it. And then you saw in the LSU game why those were the only two, you know, safeties that ever played. Hell, I thought we saw an example of it today, just as far as when he was talking about Caleb Kelly, and it really stuck out to me when he basically said, like, the best players are going to play. I don't know if Caleb's going to be in that group, but, like, that, that makes you, I think, feel good about what they have coming back at the linebacker position. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got 
a couple years ago, Caleb Kelly would be walking right back into a starting role. I don't know if you can say that on March 24th in you know the spring of 2021. I think at the end of the year we got a little, we got very enamored with Shane Witter, probably because we're helping Josh to celebrate uh, his favorite. Oh, I want all the Shane Witter stock that Josh has. I mean, I've been trying to buy some. I offer Josh crypto, and he won't even take it. No, there's there's no Bitcoin acceptance here. This is just me, just standing. Have you for, seen what Bitcoin is up to? You should accept. No, no, the, the, someday it's not the like he's offering of you dog right. coin here. I mean, he's talking about Bitcoin. Switch okay, it over to NFT, second. and then we'll be in business. <laughs> Well, NFTs, you have to buy it with crypto. So it's either Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever. That tells you how much Ethereum. I paid attention to that. What did you say, Josh? I got some Ethereum. I'm, I'm ready for that. So do let's, you? let's do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, Ethereum is like, like something Governor Stitt would be trying to sell off. Ethereum's <laughs> like $1,800. I mean, I haven't checked it in the last couple of days, but if you got some Ethereum, you got some, you got some cash. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it's doing all right. Doing all right. It's 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 all about when you buy, when you sell on that 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 guy. He's, Are you like uh, a day trader in in uh, basically, crypto? Basically, I've been meaning to ask guys on the board what I should do there, because I'm thinking about getting some dog coin. It's Doge, right? You keep saying dog. And no, I'm it's like, dog. Have I had that wrong. It's dog. Yeah, it's dog coin. It looks like it should be Doge, but it's dog. Okay, okay, all right. I'll, I'll go with you then. That's why everybody has the dog head. No, I I thought it was bait. Uh, nah, it doesn't matter. I I, I had a maybe I'm wrong. For what it I, everybody's told me it was dog coin. Okay, I, I there, you probably talked to talk to people more well versed than myself, so that's that's perfectly fine. Okay, um, so I had something, and then you got you distract me with crypto, um. We were talking about safeties and Grinch. Linebackers, defensive line. Oh, no, Shane Witter. Uh, the thing is about Shane Witter is you started to talk to coaches and stuff about Shane Witter, and you realize that he's further off than maybe he looked, especially in that bowl game because he made. But then you remember a couple plays here and there, and you're like, oh, okay, I can kind of see that. Uh, but. I mean, he, it, the spring for him will be huge. I mean, he's another one. I mean, think about all these freshmen that didn't have spring last year that just got thrown into a season. I mean, the, a lot of those guys have a chance to get. But, yeah, you're right. With Aguebu, uh Deshaun White, uh, Brian Osamoa, Caleb Kelly, like, man, that's – you could have a different starter every week during the season just based <laughs> on how people practice. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be necessarily the best thing on the field, but I guess it's a good option to have. I gotta think Aguebu makes the jump to starter this year. He's just yeah, too I would, big. I would think so. Too fast. Too athletic. He's just kind of too everything. But man, uh, someone I talked to, and I I talked to him right after the bowl game, and it was kind of, you know because Aguebu had several moments in that game that were really big. And I talked to somebody, and I was like, you know, was he as good as I thought he was? And it was more like, yeah, he was pretty good. But it was definitely watch Brian Osamoa. Like everybody I talked to is like, if he if if he can consistently do the stuff he does in practice, and he can put it on the field, like uh, it, it was. I mean, I won't say that they were saying he's going to be Kenneth Murray, but like I 
got the feeling they thought he could be on, you know, in that conversation, that kind of At least of an NFL-type linebacker. Yeah, 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 a, a definite guy just because of his range, how much space he can cover uh, just so quickly. I mean, the, the one thing to take from it is this linebacking core is in the best position it has been in in years and years. I mean, you have to go back to, like, Travis Wilson days. Tra- Travis Wilson? I mean, Travis uh, Lewis days. Okay, I was like, what? I mean, he was a big receiver, but he wasn't that big. No, no, no Travis Lewis uh, is who I was thinking. <laughs> uh, but, guys, I mean, thinking. other than safety, what position would you not say that about right now? D-line looks good. Rush I mean, you're talking about looks three great. corners. Mm-hmm. But then the Justin Harrington thing at corner is weird. That, that – that can't last, right? That just doesn't make any – like, you're weakening your one position that is really questionable to give, what, depth? Maybe a starter? But, I mean, like, is is the gap between whoever Justin Harrington would start over, whether it's Woody Washington or Devon Graham, is that bigger than the gap of whoever Justin Harrington could replace at safety? At safety, right, yeah. I, I just don't see that. I mean, it could be that, you know – I don't want to piss off Bryson Washington. Maybe he's been a little frustrated. Plus, you got Key Lawrence coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I guess does that kind of overlap with, I mean, Carrie, have we heard Alex Grinch talk about as highly as somebody as they did Jeremiah Cradell on Monday? No, that's the other thing. But we got to see that on the field. Sure. I have not no seen it yet it. from him. And Shit, I haven't I mean, seen I, anything we terrible. We haven't really seen him on the field. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything that's just like, that's that's bad looking like I don't want Tiffany Broyles to get after me anymore. Um I'm not gonna say anything bad about Justin. Oh, did she get after you? Oh no. Well, I kind of stuck my foot in my mouth and I said it was when the whole Buki thing was going on, and I said, mm-hmm. It's not like Buki is Justin Broyles against LSU bad. <laughs> and then Tiffany saw that and she sent me a sad face emoji and I was like, God damn it. The, and see, let me like tell she's the any last out there, lady that I yes. want to make upset. That's that's so much worse than coming at me like screaming. I'm like, oh man, I feel bad. Like it's your kid, man. I don't want to do that. Like <laughs> you, I, no, I, will I feel mean, much the, more you guilty say, about that. Wow, I really am an asshole. Yes, absolutely. I like when I when I have like a rankings thing, and I'll get like a parent that'll copy a a picture of like my little synopsis of that their kid that day. And I'm like, oh shit! Like, and it's like the ones that come at me angry. Fine, I'll fight fire with fire. That's fine. I don't care about that. But like the ones that it just like you can tell it just hurt their feelings. I'm like, shit. All right. So four stars for you, you little two star. So you know, I I can definitely be shamed. All right. Well, uh, Josh, I know you got to get off. You got kid duty as well. So uh, yeah, the pod not as long as usual, but uh, it's what we're working with this week. Uh, it's a been a busy week ncaa basketball spring football is going to continue to be busy which we love 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 uh and we're going to get more into what's going on with spring football when they have more than two practices so that's going to be good uh we'll be doing zoom interviews twice a week from here until they play football so that's going to be great so uh there's never a better time to sign up uh, than right now at soonerscoop.com because a ton of spring football coverage coming your way uh, and we know that's what you guys love. So a ton of recruiting camps going and stuff like that. So 
that's going to be great to be a part of the site with all that. And Josh will be out on the road. I'll be out on the road. Uh, we're going to try and do as, as much now that COVID is kind of relenting a little bit. We're going to try and get out. Uh, we can't wait to get out on the road and see more people and see some camps and stuff. So really looking forward to that and all the coverage we're getting ready to bring. Thanks to DeadSoxy.com. We'll be putting socks on my feet every time I leave the house, which is fantastic. Uh, and we thank uh, the entire crew, Bob Prisbillo, uh, Eddie Radosevich, and Josh McQuistian. Uh, thank you, guys, and we'll see you all next week uh, for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.